Welcome to the Digital Selling Secrets Podcast. In this podcast, you will learn how to use technology to increase your sales and save time. Please subscribe to Digital Selling Secrets for updates on new episodes. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to another episode of Digital Selling Secrets uh, brought to you by digitalsellingconference.com and Odds Marketing. A big shout out to our sponsor, Odds Marketing, and everybody, please check them out. We have today a uh, really special guest, uh, Mr. Tim Hughes. And uh, <laughs> hello, Tim. And I'm Jerry, your uh, your co-host. And your other co-host is Gary Dennis. I'm going to toss it off to Gary. Absolutely, Jerry. Thanks for the uh, introduction. Uh, Gary Dennis here with Unbiased Data. Unbiased Data is focused on helping international businesses grow in the U.S., helping them overcome language barriers, cultural barriers, and locational barriers. And um, very excited to have the special guest here, Tim Hughes, with us today. He's actually with us from Europe today. So, um, Tim, if you want to introduce yourself. Uh, yes, I'm Tim Hughes. I'm, um, I'm based in London, though we're a global organization. Um, I'm the uh, author of the book, Social Selling Techniques to Influence Buyers and Changemakers, which is a global bestseller. You can get a copy on um, Amazon. Um, it's just available on uh, Audible as well. So if you don't read and uh, you like to uh, listen, to, then uh, it's just available on Audible as well. Yeah, I, I know a lot of books I listen to Audible. Just you're driving across town and you spend it. I don't know how it is where you're at, but in Houston, we, we, we'll have to drive an hour just to get to one meeting. So we'll be... <laughs> yep, that's two hours uh, right there back and forth. It's just uh, we've got crazy traffic. So Audible also works there. Uh, but to, uh, just to kick things off, uh, uh, Tim, yeah, could you tell us a little bit about you hear this term social selling quite a bit and literally you've written the book on it. Yeah. Could you define that for us? Yeah. Um, so the first thing that um, I'll explain what it isn't. So social selling isn't selling on social. Um, the, the, the mistake I think a lot of people make is the fact that they, they think this is about giving people sales pitches. And, um, and that that's not what it's about, because nobody gets up in the morning and says, the first thing I want to do today is talk to a salesperson. Um, and in fact, um, buyers are because of the power that buyers have to actually go online and search for things, the more power they realize they have, the more pissed off they get with the fact that people are coming to them, trying to pitch to, uh, to them. Um, so social selling actually is the reaction that our salespeople need to take to this power that buyers have. You know, we can be sitting in a cafe on a Saturday and think I'm going to buy something and just get our mobiles out and do the research. Um, we don't, you know, we don't even have to start a Google, you know, we could be, on social and you know and most people you know we don't really know what we're going to buy so what we do is that we're searching on stuff and, and we start understanding our requirements as we consume that content um, and and that's it's a very powerful thing that, that buyers have so I think um, what was CEB now Gartner say that most people are now was it 57% of the way through the buying process before they actually reach out to talk to a salesperson right so so for a salesperson, um, you know, they need to be active uh, earlier in the sales cycle, but that's actually always been the case. That's nothing new. Um, ever since I started selling 25 years ago, we always needed to be active in the, early on in the sales process. Now we have a very easy way of doing it by using uh, content, and, and it's, a, it's a way that we can do it at scale as well. Would you say that, it's interesting that you said that, that um, 
you have to be selling early on in the process and uh, it's not very different from what you've done yep. before. But, but because of that reason, how you're utilizing social media for this, is there a blur between marketing and sales now? Um, I, I would say that, um, uh, that sales and marketing are now are very, very aligned. Um, when I was in my twenties, when I first started selling, um, I didn't, un I didn't understand this marketing thing. And I read a load of marketing books to try and actually understand it. I still don't think I, um, I, I totally understand it, but I think that, um, you know, we teach, we teach salespeople to be self-sufficient in the way that they do their um, demand generation. So we teach people to be self-sufficient in, in creating opportunities for them, lead to meetings for them to go and sell to. And we teach them self-sufficiency by doing that over social. Um, and what that means is that if marketing generates anything, then that's great. That's kind of icing on the cake, but it doesn't mean that they're reliant on marketing. If you look at um, certainly, I know the US is, quite, is, is slightly different, but in, in the UK, marketing changed on the 25th of uh, May 2018 with the introduction of GDPR. Mm. Um, and <coughs> GDPR is still applicable because if you market to me in the States, you still have to um, uh, apply and, and, and conform to GDPR um, uh, regulations. That's right. It's a global, it's a global legislation. So there's two things that happens. One is, is technology and the other is legislation. So for example, um, there was a book came out recently. I read it over Christmas. It's a great book, but one chapter in it is, is, um, is flawed, which is the fact that what you can do is you can just phone people up and phone them 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 and basically bully them down the sales process. That died five years ago. You can't do that anymore. And, and you can't do that because if you phone me, I'll just pick up my iPhone and I'll go block the caller. Takes me five seconds and you're blocked. You'll never phone me a second time. Um, also, I can ask you to stop calling me through GDPR legislation. Yeah. Um, the other thing is um, uh, in terms of unsolicited emails, all I have to do is set up a rule so that every time you send me um, an unsolicited email, it just goes straight into junk. So we have, and I can also, um, through GDPR, ask you to take me off the database. So the problem that people have is that outbound doesn't work. It doesn't work because no one, um, no one looks at adverts anymore. No one's reads your emails anymore. No one takes your cold calls. Uh, I've just got off a podcast where they said, why are you spending time in LinkedIn? I said, well, why are you spending your time writing uh, emails that no one's going to read? I mean, do you really spend hours on the phone making cold calls and leaving voicemails that people will never return? That to me is a waste of time. What you should be doing is you need to be spending your time in, in, a, in an efficient and effective way, which is where your clients are and your clients are on social. That's the important thing. You know, that's, uh, that's a really, really good, uh, uh, good explanation there. And thank you so much for that. And that's something that we've been advocating since the time we uh, developed our program, the uh, digital selling conference is go where your clients are. It, yeah. I remember um, uh, in another lifetime when I was with another company, uh, we were looking uh, prospecting for some clients and the guy was like, he said, if you're going to fish, you know, you want to go to the river rather than going to the ditch on yep. the side of the road here. Yeah. Uh, because where, where is the fish? Same, the way, fish? same way where, where are your customers? And, uh, so I think that's a really good, uh, really good point. Um, so what would you say would be the next step for, uh, for salespeople who are very, 
slow or they find it challenging to embrace this technology of, well, I don't use social media. Our, you know, we're uh, um, one of the feedback that we received at our first conference was, was, uh, well, my industry is very traditional and, uh, you know, they think I would be ridiculous being on Snapchat, for example. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I, I, well, I, I agree that being on uh, Snapchat probably isn't the right place from a B2B perspective. Right. I'd probably recommend LinkedIn and, and, and then maybe a bit of Twitter, maybe a bit of Instagram. Um, now, I'm biased, but I would say that the, probably the best place you should go to is, is probably read my book. Um, I think it gives the whole point of the book is to give people a starter. It's not a book about my journey. It's not a book about me or how great I am. Um, when Matt and I wrote it, what we did is we took all our knowledge that we had at the time about social selling and we put it into the book. It's a practical book, workbook that you can carry around with you and dig into um, any time. So, you know, uh, that would be a good place to start. But, you know, we've all, I, I'm, I'm 54. You know, I started, um, when I first started in sales, we actually didn't have PCs and word presses. I mean, it may amaze people that there was a time before the internet. There was a time. <laughs> and this was even before email. You know, we, I, I hand wrote letters and handed them to a typing pool and they typed them up and we sent them out. Now, wow. I know that makes me sound, sound a thousand years old, but my point is, is that what's happening is that sales has always changed and sales has always evolved. I remember the time when I got my first 386 PC and we got a copy of AmiPro because the technical people said that Microsoft Word would never take off. Um, and, and, you know, we, what we've done is that we've, 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 we've evolved in the way that we work. Um, as salespeople, we're leaders. Um, I'm, I'm very proud of being a salesperson and being proud of being in a sales profession. We're leaders. We also go into organizations and we affect change. So we, we, we as, as salespeople, we are leaders and we are change agents. So we should be proud in actually taking on change and seeing that we should be changing in, 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 in our work. Um, you know, when I was given my first laptop, I, I, for me, that scared me. It's not something I wasn't used to typing. I, I've never typed. I've, I've taught myself to type and I do it with like two fingers. But I realized at the time I had to take on new technology if I was going to evolve and I was going to survive in my, in my, in my, in my role in, 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 in profession in sales. So, um, so that's one of the things I think. The other thing is that actually, do you know, this is no different from what we've done before. So, you know, I was the guy with the big box of, um, you know, one of these, um, uh, the Rolodex, you know, where you had, you get a business card from somebody, you put it in the Rolodex, and then you would have right. that. All LinkedIn is an online Rolodex. Um, and, but what it allows you to do is it allows you to, to actually make relationships at scale. So rather than having 200 people in your Rolodex, you can have 2,000. And the great thing about the Rolodex is that when they move jobs and they do every two or three years and you, you find this, this business card and they don't work anymore, actually what the people are doing is that they're, on, they're, they're updating their details online. You don't even have to do anything. Tim, Tim I have a, qu- a quick question. Yeah, sure. So if the LinkedIn messaging, if you're not using it technically, and I'm being somewhat of a devil's advocate here. Yeah. Don't mind. Um, if you're not using it for selling and you're not really doing cold calls or sending emails, but let's say you're writing blogs or you're waiting on the client to make their way through the buyer's journey to be ready to, to reach out to you. If, if I'm following you correctly, 
do you think there would be there may be some missed opportunity there on the buyer side if they're not reading their emails, taking phone calls? Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think that we've all been in a situation where we've had people try and sell us things that we don't want. Um, and you know, there's, there's thousands of gurus out there that will basically sell you a system, which is basically a spreadsheet, which asks questions where the answer at the bottom of the bottom right hand corner is the client saying yes. And you've manipulated them into saying yes. You know, I get phone calls from people and basically the only way that you can get rid of the salesperson is to use a word beginning with F, another word beginning with off and put the phone down. <laughs> and, 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 you know, those sales gurus should be ashamed of themselves because that's not what selling is about. Um, you know, selling is about, is about helping people. So if everybody around the world, you know, we got, we got all the salespeople to link hands around the world and say, right, from now on, we are just going to help people. I think that would be okay. But I think what happens is that we're very cynical about when people contact us. So, um, you know, uh, um, so are people missing out? Yeah, they probably are. Um, do I blame them for blocking people? No, not at all. Um, and so, and, and I, you know, and for me, the, 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 what, what people don't like are the interruptions. And you see, the, the, the fundamental problem with cold calling and the fundamental problem with unsolicited emails is you, you interrupt me. And our lives are far too busy for that. You know, I've got the in-laws coming up the weekend. We've got a barbecue. We haven't started the barbecue yet. I've got to go and get the, from some food. I've got to take the kids to football. And you're going to come up to me, interrupt me, and basically pitch to me your product. And I don't care. I don't care about your product. I don't care about your company and nobody does. And what people have to understand is none of us care about your company and none of us care about your product. And you're going to pitch me something that I don't care in my time. And we've just had enough of it. Everybody has. Um, and so, but there are ways that you can actually reach out to people and contact them and do it in a, in a non-salesy way. And you know, we're selling million dollar deals over social by not interrupting people and not pissing them off. And so there's like a difference. And, you know, um, you know, I've just had a go at somebody on LinkedIn and they reached out to me and I said, you know, your company is the most blocked company of still salespeople or the most blocked salespeople on, you know, of, of, of the people that I'm connected to. Um, because all you do is you just come to me and spam me. Right. Um, and, and, and I said, you know, how do you feel about that? And he said, obviously ashamed. Um, and, um, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, the, the world has changed. And it's a, one of my, um, Phil Stubbs, who works for me, has a great way of explaining it, which is, it's like we've walked through the door of, into a room and the door's closed behind us. You know, we can't, we, we're not, we're not going to go to a world where there's no more mobile phones. We're not going to go to the world where there's no, where there's no digital. And all that's going to happen is that we're going to move forward. And people, as people are more and more empowered through the use of mobile, you know, there's now 3.5 billion people on social media. You know, there's more mobile phones than toothbrushes in the world. And what all that's going to happen is, is more and more people are going to be empowered and more and more people are going to be understand how to buy by, by not including salespeople. And we have to realize that that is a reality of today and actually change to meet that. Um, now, we're not, we're not saying that that invalidates selling. We're not saying that, that so, so social, don't sell on social. That's the trick. Now, I'm not saying don't sell. 
but using psychology, the fact that none of us like being sold to, you might want to use some brain cells and realize you'd sell more if you stop selling. But I'm not going to tell you to stop selling. So tip. But, you, you, but you, you have to realize is that selling is what you do at the meeting. You use social to get the meeting and then you go to the meeting and then you do what you normally do. That's a, that's Sorry. a good point. I, I think there's a good balance. There's, because I'm I'm with you. I get spammed by people I've never heard before, don't know any clue about them, their company. But I get a random message saying, "Hey, if you if you want to replace your roof, contact." I'm like, "Who?" Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. Never- <laughs> yeah, well, when I talk about my roof, I've never wanted that. You know, why? Yeah, I, I I get this company that they go, "Does your company need a refit?" And it's like, we don't have an office. <laughs> <laughs> I have a so Tim. I have a question. I, I know we talked before, and we we only have a few minutes left here. But you intrigued me before on a call we had previously about blog writing, and yeah. and I know you mentioned your sales team puts out a blog every day. Yep. And so in your blog writing, are you doing more branding, or are you doing almost more direct selling through your blogs, like where you where you have a a, a call to action at the end to. Um, so, so if, you, if, if anyone's watching this, if you go to dlaignite.com, our, our blogs end, then you can read our blogs. So we've done something like 700 blogs in the last three years that we've been trading. Uh, we put out a unique piece of content every single day. This is not about our company. This is not about our products and services. In effect, what we do is that we find something interesting what we think is interesting around the social subject social selling and we write about it now 300 500 words it will take you two to three minutes to write now if um if you wrote a white paper and it was two thousand words you download it and you never read it you just put it in a folder on your desktop you know i'll, I'll read this when i'm dead um but three five hundred words if you basically give it to, to somebody and say, I think that's a really good blog, you should read it, they'll read it. Um, and don't forget that you don't know a blog's good until you have read it. So um, uh, we put out a unique piece of content and it just says, uh, so for example, we're doing some work with a, um, a, uh, a client where we're, we're teaching them to prospect and using social. Um, so they will become completely self-sufficient in prospecting using social. And I've basically sat in the meeting uh, with the stakeholders and with the guy who works for me who's doing that. Um, and I've written the whole thing up and I've put it online. So anybody who wants to actually know how to prospect using their team, using social, I've put that on the internet. And that's on D- uh, dlaignite.com? That's at dlaignite.com. Um, I wrote an article four years ago called from a friend of mine who came to me and said, I'm getting 10 C-level meetings a week using Twitter. Um, I wrote that up. It's on my LinkedIn profile. It's been there for four years. We don't get any, get, we don't gate any of our content. It's all for free. So what that does is that it provides content. It's insightful, hopefully, and educational. It's hopefully. Now, you may read it because you may go, I know something about social selling, and you may implement that themselves. Fine. That's no different from buy my book. Um, uh, the book, you know, loads of people have read, read it and they're doing it themselves. And there will always be people that do that. Now, you know, it's a bit like you, your washing machine breaks down and you think, well, I could fix that myself. So you get your tools out and you go get YouTube out and you watch a video and go, actually, I'm not really qualified to do that. I'm going to get somebody in. Now, there are people watching this go, well, I would actually do it, mend it myself, which is fine. But there are people in social selling, they'll read that article and go, I think that's really interesting, but do you know what? 
we're not going to do that themselves but I'm, I'm going to get Tim Hughes in to help me and that's what that's about it's we're, we're providing real insight and real, real education and there will be people out there that will go that's uh, uh, the, he's the person for me and I'm going to get in, getting him in to actually help my organization does that just, make sense Gary just to be clear so your organization helps with that prospecting piece of putting out content blog yeah writing. yeah, yeah. We, we help salespeople um, write blogs yeah so we had a um, we've had a sales leader put out a blog one blog um, and he saved um, four hundred and fifty thousand dollars in recruitment fees three hundred thousand pounds wow. um, but purely because he put one blog out saying come and work for us and um, and, and people have basically sent him his CVs um, we had one sales guy we've got one client and they're um, uh, they're, they're really looking for um, market share so they're going for everything so they're actually bidding unsolicited bids now uh, normally we would put the unsolicited bids in the bin but they're basically blind bidding stuff and they had this bid in and it was a, a excel spreadsheet tick box yes or no do you do this and then there was two or you could write about with a company which two sides of a4 and what the sales guy said was i'm not going to write about the company because you can actually get that off the internet um what i'm going to do is here's here's a link to three blogs that i've written um, have a read of those tell me what you think and within 10 minutes the client had rung him back and said you're on the shortlist and you're on the shortlist because I've read your blogs it's obviously you understand my business issues it's obviously you understand the uh, uh, the problems that we have uh, and therefore just reading those blogs you've got me on my shortlist now I'm not saying that writing blogs wins you business but in sales we go through a process of making sure that we do tactical things to get us to the next stage and what that has done to that individual is that it's differentiated himself from all the other people um, and he's got himself to the next stage and this is just ways of you know this is not about content you you can write content and throw it out and stick and hopefully it will stick or you can actually write content for a particular individual you know i've got a i've got an opportunity at the moment that's stuck um, in my pipeline and i actually wrote an article that i knew would resonate with that particular decision maker and i put that out and I know that Rob read it because he rang me within, in a week's time and basically said, um, that proposal you sent me, we need to get together and talk about it, don't we? So you can use content through the sales process as a way of moving things. And we, we, what, one of the things that we do is actually we can actually accelerate the sales process, actually shorten the sales process for, for organizations. That's fantastic. And so uh, if you're listening, Get, to, get Tim's book, read his book, and reach out to him. He's active on LinkedIn. That's how I got to know uh, Tim was through LinkedIn. Um, send him a message. Don't and, spend and, and when, when, when you, Please, anybody, yeah, reach out, contact me. Please write a note saying that you heard me on, on Gary and Jerry's podcast because then I know where it's from. Hey, thanks, Tim. Yeah, you're exactly. welcome. <laughs> don't uh, don't just simply spam him in with a connect. You know, no, don't please don't. I get loads. Yeah, actually, send a message uh, saying yeah. that hey, this is where we heard of you. Remember, it's Social Selling by Tim Hughes. And uh, once again, we want to thank our uh, our guest, Tim. Tim, thank you so much for joining you're us. Welcome. Uh, this is the Digital Selling Podcast, brought to you by DigitalSellingConference.com and our uh, main sponsor, Odds Marketing. Don't forget to. Uh, 
to like and share and um, put your thoughts down in, in the comments as well, uh, what you think about it and what uh, the different things that Tim has said. And uh, with that, I want to say thank you, everybody, and uh, see you next time. Thanks, guys.